the best of Big Rick in the Morning. Good morning, Rick. Well, it's, uh, it is a good morning. It's good to hear your voice again. It's been quite a few years since I've uh, crossed paths with you. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm from Evansville, too, and uh, worked in local TV and radio down there for several years and crossed paths with you several times. Uh, it's been quite a journey since those days, right? It's certainly for both of us. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, um, let me ask you this. Um, what, if, if you kind of look back in hindsight to your days in Evansville to where you're at now, what what's like the biggest change in your life being a lieutenant governor from those days? Mm, um, you know, Rick, I think a couple things. Um, one, I live most of my time in Indianapolis, so that is a big change. However, I do go home to Evansville every weekend because that's where my home is and my husband is. And so I return to Evansville every weekend. So that is a big change for me. Uh, and then I think just being able to learn more and experience more of the state. Uh, when I was in local government and politics down in Evansville I, as a county auditor and a county commissioner, I was very focused on local issues. And now I'm focused on the entire state. So I travel the state extensively. I connect with communities and with people. And, of course, my agencies have programs that benefit communities all over the state. So I think those are the two biggest changes, the physical change of working in Indianapolis and traveling home to Evansville every weekend and then focusing more on the entire state of Indiana and serving Hoosiers all over the state not just my particular area. You know, I don't think people realize how big Indiana really is. And every corner of the state, you know, has different needs. You know, uh, where you and I are from, we have totally different needs than, say, Northwest or Northeast Indiana. Would would, would that be accurate? Yeah, I would say absolutely. I mean, I, but I think there's some commonality. Um, for instance, where we are from down in Evansville, we border another, another state, mm-hmm. border Illinois, and we border uh, Kentucky. Uh, so we tend, and we're geographically removed from the capital. So we tend to be independent and we tend to, um, you know, look to ourselves for answers and, and solutions. And um, you see that in other parts of the state uh, because government isn't the answer to every problem. And it, doesn't provide all the solutions in our lives and uh, so yes there are distinct differences some of us are on central time some of us are on eastern time but (laughs) there's that common thread that kind of unites us all because we're Hoosiers yeah and I always say we're humble Hoosiers we like to you know, we work hard, we put our nose to the grindstone, we do what's right, and we don't expect pass on the back for doing that. Well, one, um, one commonality that you and I have is we're both Westsiders. Um, only Evansville people know what that means. Um, and we yeah. eat brain sandwiches. I assume you eat those, right? You know, I never have been a big brain What? Ah. Uh, so that's where we differ, Rick. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, I want to move on to COVID-19. I, I, I'm sure folks are so tired of hearing about COVID-19. We're near the end of the year. Cases are up. Deaths are up. Um, You know, and we've got this vaccine coming out. Now, I know that you and and Governor Holcomb have given a lot of updates on this vaccine. But tell the folks of Johnson County where we're at right now with uh, the vaccine and deploying it to Hoosiers throughout the state. Well, it is being 
Much like the testing, as you recall, Rick, everyone couldn't get a test mm-hmm. uh, when they first came out. And it, it came out in stages. And that is how the vaccine is going to be rolled out. Uh, it has gone to hospitals, so our healthcare workers will be the first uh, Hoosiers to be able to get the vaccine. And then it'll go to those that are, you know, their health is compromised at over 65. And then it'll go to our law enforcement and uh, essential workers, uh, first responders, and the general public uh, will then get that vaccine probably late spring, early summer. And we've been told that by summer, every Hoosier that wants to get vaccinated will have the ability to get vaccinated. So it's coming, but it's coming, and it's coming in waves, and it'll be coming in phases, and therefore, we have to continue, Rick, to be vigilant and do the things that we do to keep ourselves healthy and to keep our friends and neighbors and family healthy. Okay. Um, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch is on the line with me. Hey, you know, we just got past Christmas. How did you spend the holidays this year in in light of everything we've got to do to protect ourselves from COVID-19? I was with, you know, my husband and our daughter. uh, So it was a very small Christmas gathering, but... Uh, a very uh, warm and intimate Christmas gathering. It's really kind of funny, Rick, because I made a big Christmas meal. Hmm. I set the table, and um, my daughter wanted to eat our Christmas dinners in our lazy boys watching TV. So that's what we did on Christmas Nice. So, (laughs) yeah, so, you know, it's different for all of us, but we know it's not forever. Um, So we're making the most of it, just like every other Hoosier. Just curious, what was for dinner? Well, we ended up uh, having steak uh, and having uh, cheesy mashed potato casserole, sweet potato casserole, spinach souffle, pecan pie. Oh, my goodness. You know, I would invite myself over, but we can't right now. <laughs> no, 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 but there will be a time when you're in Evansville and I'm in Evansville and we'll have to get together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Nearby Johnson County, uh, over in Bartholomew County, we've got the town of Edinburgh. And I understand that they just received some grant money. Uh, What was that for? Well, what we have done uh, with one of my agencies, uh, in fact, it's through the OCRA, the Office of Community and Rural Affairs is the agency. And we had COVID response and recovery grants that we provided to small rural communities to help them address the challenges of COVID-19. And the town of Edinburgh received a $240,000 grant to provide grants to small businesses and to assist with their working capital to try to keep those small businesses, you know, operating and, and help them through this very difficult process. So we were really excited about that opportunity to really work with the town of Edinburgh. Um, and let me ask you this. Doesn't the town of Edinburgh, don't you have a diner that has like a monstrous pork <laughs> tenderloin? Uh, so I've heard. I'm kind of new here, so I haven't been over there. Well, I would love for you to tell me about that. Well, why don't we do that? Maybe you and I can go to that diner. Um yeah, when COVID is over, what do you think? Yeah, it sounds good to me. I, you said pork tenderloins, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But you know what else, Edinburgh, Johnson County, not just Edinburgh, but Johnson County also was awarded three grants 
from our arts, cultural, and DMO support grants to be able to help with festivals and with festivities that really have suffered through this particular time. Over 60000 was awarded to Franklin Heritage, Inc. and the Creative Grounds Fine Arts Academy and Discover Downtown Franklin. But most recently, Edinburgh has received a $600,000 grant to invest in its storm water system. And those funds will help make improvements in flood drainage. So the project will replace dry wells and install a new storm system along High School Drive in the outlet that will be treated before heading to the blue, uh, Big Blue River. So, you know, Edinburgh and, and Johnson County have really stepped up and have taken the initiative to apply for funds to help their businesses and their residents during this very, very challenging time. Um, and you know what's so interesting, Rick? Yeah, what's that? You know what's so interesting? In, with COVID going on and everything that we have gone through and all the challenges that we've had, in spite of that, Indiana has created 28,000 new jobs in 2020, more jobs Whoa. than we created in 2019, more jobs than we created in 2019, and building permits statewide are up 11% over 2019. So we have been trying to help and assist with businesses and families during COVID-19, keeping people safe, keeping our economy going, and our economy is still growing in spite of COVID-19 here in Indiana. Yeah, I saw a story that um, our news department did the other day about uh, unemployment has fallen here in Johnson County in particular. Uh, and, and that's because of the investment of Amazon and, and other warehouses and, and manufacturing in our county. So that's that's terrific news. Um, let me uh, one follow-up question to the stormwater grant that Edinburgh got. Well, you know, for mom and dad in the car, what is the benefit to them in their pocketbook uh, to having this grant and, and and these improvements made in the town of Edinburgh? Well, Rick, you know, had the town of Edinburgh not applied and not been granted that six hundred thousand dollar grant, those improvements that they need to make for economic development and for quality of life would have been passed on to the ratepayer and mm. to those that, you know, were utilizing those utilities. So in essence, the town of Edinburgh has been able to hold the line on the cost of the sewer bills for its residents with this grant. And that is a direct benefit to them and their pocketbooks. And probably better water water quality too, right? Oh, absolutely. And and that all you know, that's all about quality of life and it's also about economic development. You know, we want to be sure that we have that good quality of water and that we don't have flooding uh, so that businesses uh, that are looking to grow and expand in Johnson County and Lundberg know that they can do that and not have to contend with those issues. That's a wonderful news. We've got uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch on the line with us. Um, well, before we go, uh, first of all, I want to say Happy New Year. And um, ha- are you, are you going to be doing anything special for New Year's Eve or are you staying in? You know, I had a friend who said, that he normally doesn't stay up to midnight. I, I usually don't either. <laughs> but we both decided we're staying up till midnight just to make sure 2020 gets out the door, you know? <laughs> so I'll be, I'll be home with my husband, and I suspect he will not be up till midnight, but I'm staying up just to make sure we get 2020 behind us. Yeah, I'm going to have to pinch myself once that happens to make sure it's real. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I want to thank you uh, for joining our program. I, I know y- your time is precious. Precious. You've got a lot of irons in the fire right now. You guys are doing a great job up there.
there um, uh, running our state and keeping everybody safe. Um, Happy New Year. And hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Happy New Year, Rick. And let's make sure that after COVID, we go try out one of those uh, breaded tenderloins. I am game. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, Rick. Bye-bye. Big Rick in the Morning, weekdays 6 to 9 on Corn Country 100.3 and best of updates at corncountry.com.